0: Well, welcome to the Thrive Women's Podcast. We're really glad you're listening today. We are coming live to you on day one of our summer kids camp. So Lisa and I, you, let's just say, be thankful that you're listening, not watching. Lisa looks great, but I just still washed face paint off
1: of my face. <laughs> now I just picking paint off my legs. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. It was so good to see kids back on campus just playing and getting crazy. And a year ago, it was drive-through camp and camping boxes and masks on. And I just was brought to— here we are. Yeah.
0: We're back to sitting on the floor with Jamba Juice and sweaty kids. Yes. No, I mean, just context for you guys listening. Lisa and I served together at a church in California, and— Our kids' camps are, like, the big deal of the summer. So everyone, it's an all-hands-on-deck. Everyone's leading a group and working, and it's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. So it also
0: means you go to meetings with, like, you smell a little bit like a water slide. Yeah,
1: I I was wondering that when you walked in. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) I'm actually sitting here going, I'm very low energy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, why am I tired? Oh, it's kids' camp. So maybe if you are back into the full busyness of summer, You're not alone. Hopefully, it's been fun and refreshing. But whatever you're doing today as you listen to to this podcast episode, we're super excited to introduce you to another friend of ours, Deanne Carpenter. Deanne is a writer and teacher, and she says occasional blogger, but I will tell you when she blogs, it's worth reading it. She lives in Wyoming, um, and she works with her husband, Brian, as um, they co-founded together a nonprofit called Refuge Foundation. They have two kids and they have about 40 staff that works alongside them from all over the world um, country. And really what they do is they create space and they seek to serve leaders. They provide rest and renewal um, and work to help prevent burnout for those that are leading churches and working in the kingdom. It's an awesome, truly it is a refuge. I've been twice and I count the days so I can go back. Um, Deanne has a passion to encourage hearts, inspire growth, and to lead towards change. And it's really exciting. She's working on a new book called Throwing Confetti. um, And she hopes to inspire readers to use their unique talents and God given expressions to celebrate others around them, which truly is what she does as well. So she'll talk more about that in our conversation, but we had a great time catching up with her. And it was um, a Thrive Women's podcast first because she called in from a
1: library. She yes, had never she had did. Before. She did, yes. She doesn't have Wi-Fi apparently where she lives. I mean, so it's really a refuge. <laughs> she drove two hours for our interview.
0: So here's our conversation with Deanne from the library. Well, today our guest is someone that I have had written on my podcast list for a while and I'm really glad that it worked out (laughs) and she told us that she had to drive two hours to find wi-fi to do this so (laughs) it's extra special but Deanne welcome to the Thrive Women's podcast. Oh what a pleasure seriously thanks for having me. (laughs) From your you said you're at the library in Laramie?
2: I am at the public library, you guys. I tried to get into the university, but not being a student, they would not have me. So I am just glad to be settled in and talking to the both of you. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Shout out to the library.
1: Yeah. What, <laughs> what I want to know is what section are you in, Dan?
2: You know what? I didn't even know they had this here, but you can rent uh, or like use a room. So I'm just, you know, if you could see me, you would see I'm, I'm surrounded by... um all kinds of crazy stuff just in this tight little space. But I'm thankful for it. the room that they've blocked out and carved out for us.
0: <laughs> Libraries are like the original, um, shared working co-working space.
2: But that's anyway, exactly right. That's so true.
0: <laughs> well, um, okay. I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your family and kind of what life looks like right now as little or as much as you want to share, but kids, yeah. husbands, pets, where you're serving all those things. I I love
2: it. You just cut me off anytime. Um, I'm originally from North Dakota. So, you know, great people, wonderful accents. <laughs> um, I grew up in a great family, uh, two younger sisters, played a lot of team athletic sports, um, which is pretty crucial, I think, to hmm. how God has let me see ministry and how I view the people beside me. You know, I think um, in team, we know that people's gifts their portions, their strengths, they're to benefit us. And, and what I have is to be a benefit of them to them. And I think sometimes we can lose sight of that. Um, Mm -hmm. we can become intimidated, we can become threatened. Um, so it it was just a great, Understanding for me, growing up, um, grew up in a Catholic family, <laughs> and I always kind of felt a call of God in my life. But honestly, I thought that looked like being a nun, and I was so boy crazy. I just knew that probably wasn't gonna <laughs> it's not gonna, gonna work, work well. for me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I was so thankful to find Jesus at a young life camp, and I had terrific mentors and and coaches, and so I I'm just you know, such a big deal what ministries do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I went to college at university of North Dakota. I played soccer there, studied mm-hmm. psychology and, um, you know, God does what he can do with us. And just in a moment's notice, your whole life can change. And that's kind of what, what happened for me. I, um, had a bad back injury, and had mm-hmm. broken up with a boyfriend the same week and, um, and started my route to Montana and a couple of years in, I met my husband and um, I was working with Young Life at the time. And I moved to Montana to go through Bible Institute and, and uh, go through cosmetology school. I just love transformational work. So, um, so that's kind of what took me there. And I jumped into a full time ministry with him doing um, high school ministry, college age ministry with a team of people that was, you know, wonderful and reckless at times, but we learned a lot and then kind of moved into women's ministry. And we kind of thought we had, you know, the next decade or two decades of our lives planned out. And we were about to start a family. And, um, again, as God does, he kind of changed the scene for us. Um, something that I probably wouldn't have imagined, but have been so grateful for. So we stepped out of ministry. We started a coffee shop. And then in the midst of that, um, we started a nonprofit refuge that was just a little baby starting to grow up a little bit. And, and then in the meantime, we had two lovely kids. We've got a son, Asher, he's 10, Ruby, she's just about eight. They're two little firecrackers, <laughs> one dog, Mojo. We've got a staff of about 40 um, people alongside of us, and they can feel like children or friends or brothers or sisters (laughs) on any given, any given day, just, you know, depends on the week, but I'm, I'm blessed to work beside just a wonderful, wonderful crew.
1: That's awesome, awesome, Deanna. One of the things you said uh, about Young Life, I was like, yes, a girl after my own heart. Yes, I, I too, Young Life was so formational for me spiritually. And I wanted to know where you received Christ, which camp? Was it Malibu?
2: It, it, you know, it wasn't Malibu. No. It was, um, okay, what's the one in Buena Vista, Colorado? Oh, That's Frontier. Cricket, frontier Cricket, Cricket Creek. Cricket Creek. Oh, yeah. It was Cricket Creek. That's where That's I went right. high
1: school.
2: Oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah, so my saving grace right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You, you can see some of those seeds that were planted in you to set you up for the ways that you've looked at ministry and done ministry. Um, and
2: abs- Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of play, a lot of... Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just a little bit out of the box. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: What's the timeline too, from when you went from the coffee shop to kind of what you and your husband are doing right now, like how many years in between that? And how did you know God was moving you out of the coffee shop ministry Mm. to really becoming a, a, you know, a refuge and a, a place to take care of people?
2: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. Well, when we, um, so we've been doing refuge for about 15 years, but we've really just been doing it full time for about the last probably six years. Um, when we were in the church, we were getting ready to, you know, move into another position. We were really excited about it, about what God had. It was a wonderful season. And, um, my husband had woken up in the middle of the night and which that in itself is a phenomenon truly. (laughs) And, um, he woke up and just had impressed upon his heart, this Isaiah 58, um, kind of a call where God says, you know, the, if you take care of the widows and orphans, and he just kind of goes down the line about what this true fasting, what our offering could look like to him. And, Mm. and we didn't know what would unfold at the time. It felt like, gosh, like, if we just did one of those for the rest of our life, that, that would be an undertaking. So how do we take care of all of these ministries? And then the Lord began to show us, you know, when you take care of a leader, you take care of the things that they lead. You take care of the people that they lead. And um, it, you know, it happened almost accidentally. My husband, he's so outgoing. He's just an extreme extrovert. And so when we would go to conferences uh, for church settings, he would meet. So, you know, different people who would, of course, find out that we lived in Montana and the fly fishing is unbelievable. And so we just slowly began to mm-hmm. invite people every summer and, um, really felt like we were supposed to make, mm-hmm. make the cost free for them and be a blessing and really serve them. Mm-hmm. And, um, so every summer people would come out and then they would, Invite their friends, who would want to invite their friends. And about three years in, I told my husband I'd really love to go on a vacation one day. So we <laughs> were gonna <laughs> have to make this extracurricular activity uh, more fundable, more reasonable. And so we had some friends that helped turn uh, ref- what we call now Refuge into a nonprofit for us. And and we started with just volunteers that that moved to staff, and then got a location, bought another location. Yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. So honestly, we, we really didn't know. We really thought we'd be in the church doing ministry for the rest of our lives. We love the local church. We believe it's the hope of the world, and we were happy to partner with it. And now to be on the backside of that and care for the church in a different way, um, we could have probably never seen coming, but feel like we probably have more impact now than we could have where we were. So we feel really grateful
0: yeah that's so awesome I um have been to refuge twice and uh it's so funny when you go with someone who's never been it's like well what do we what do you do all week like (laughs) you just you just rest like it's awesome but you also have adventures and but the thing I mean seriously I would go to refuge if it was in I don't know, the middle of Nebraska, uh, because of your staff. I mean, I really think that's right. God has, um, put together this team serving with you guys that really do a phenomenal job of, um, caring for people who serve and caring for their leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, what have you seen God do through refuge? I mean, that's such a big question, but yeah, how have you seen God use that space? Yeah,
2: that's really good. I think, um, you know, we've we've seen so much lately. Uh, I think the biggest thing is we see God restore connection every week that takes place. He just restores connection back to himself, the creator. He restores connection with one another, friendships. You know, I think leaders are so... Um, They're isolated, a lot of them. They're lonely. They are always giving and not often receiving. And so what we say about refuge is we want something for you, not something from you. And so we just want to open up a space and create different outlets where you just get to come and receive. You get to receive what you need from the Lord. You get to understand the power of service, you know, by having other people serve you again. Um, and of course, so many things come, come out of that. We've seen incredible, you know, racial reconciliation this year. Um, Mm -hmm. just phenomenal things. It's just a time and a space for people to really be able to reflect and let God put his finger on some things, whether that's marriages that need to change and shift a little bit. Um yeah, ministry life and just creating different margins. There's just, there's a lot that comes out when we give God some time uh, to just create space for him to move and speak to us in a new way and in an unfamiliar place, you know.
1: Have you in particular seen Some a lot of changes coming out of this past season. I know that I was in a conversation with some friends that had an opportunity to go to the refuge. Of course, I was not part of that, (laughs) but, but she's not bitter. But I was very surprised by my reaction when, I mean, I literally was like kind of almost Mm. in tears when I heard what was being given to Mm. this group that went and how much it showed me that I needed that. Um, that kind of care to be cared for, to be yeah. prayed for, and I mean, I, I'm get, it's mm-hmm. going to happen, Dan, no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. But <laughs> but it did. I think you know I love that you're not what you just said. You're not there to take something from, but you're there to give something that's, back. And that's right. And that's that's right. That's
2: and the, and I think just to honor what you do, um, to celebrate the life you've chosen to live and the service to people. We just want to take time and applaud that and honor that and celebrate that and just say, thank you for, you know, what you're offering before the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, we just want to fan that into flame as best we can.
1: I love that. Well, you're definitely fanning the flame besides leading this amazing ministry (laughs) with your husband, managing a new move and raising your kids. You had space this year to write this book. Tell us a little bit about what that journey has been like. And I absolutely love the title.
2: Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. The book is called Throwing Confetti, um, Becoming an Expression of Hooray. And I think for me, (laughs) growing up in team sports all my life. And, um, you know, I I thought that that would immediately transfer to the church. I didn't grow up inside the church. So when I went to the church to work, I think I just thought, you know, we understand talents, portions, strengths, and we know what to do with that. But, um, I think I was (laughs) mistaken. And I think sometimes, as I said, you know, we can feel intimidated by other people, their gifts, what God's given them, we can feel um, threatened to some degree. And, um, you know, it's when we don't understand that, that celebrating other people, that cheering for them is not taking anything away from us. Mm. um, Then I think we're free to keep confetti in our pockets, you know? And so that's really my heart. I just want to kind of, pull back the veil a little bit of what it looks like, how to cheer authentically, how to celebrate and applaud the portions that God has given other people. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of been my journey in different spaces. I, I mentioned, I did hair for a little bit and, and even in the salon industry, I think we could do a really good job of celebrating our, you know, uniquenesses and our differences. And that doesn't always translate into the church. And I think, um, I think that's important. I think we got to get that right. Yeah.
0: Well, what's it been like writing a book? This is your first book journey. Yes. Thank you. That, you know, I'm thankful.
2: We Refuge takes us to some pretty isolated places. We've got one location in Fort Smith, Montana on a reservation and then just recently moved into um, some back country in, in Wyoming. And um, I'm grateful to be able to uh, <laughs> to use some of that time and that loneliness to hopefully birth something real soon here. Um, yeah, so I'm thankful. I, I wrote and taught with women's ministry and just have a great passion to do that. And and so being on staff with Refuge have, has given me a lot of isolated time to be able to write this year is a little bit tricky we'll be homeschooling my kids and that's a mm-hmm. new undertaking we're all a little bit nervous <laughs> the kids and myself so um, but honestly I'm I'm really thankful for the time to be able to do that and um, it's no easy feat I'll say that I'm yeah it's I'm in the middle of some editing process mm. uh, the process of editing and it just you know what it feels unending at times. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. oh gosh.
0: Well, there's a silver lining to that remote backcountry of Wyoming. That's
2: absolutely true.
0: <laughs> you you hit on this a little bit earlier, but what do you think um, leaders need right now, Deanne, as we look towards, I mean, we're coming out of one of the craziest seasons. I mean, we've all said absolutely. it. Absolutely, um, And a lot of people are just jumping right back into their organizations, their families, their jobs, right. I mean, not the Ever Left Your Family. But what do you what do you think leaders need right now? Yeah, that's such a
2: good point coming out of 2020. I, I really hope that created some margin for us to mm-hmm. um, really do some things differently, you know, family, friendships, that kind of thing. You know, we're living in the most informative, um, educated time in history. I don't think what leaders need is more Information, more good mm-hmm. teaching. I, I really think what they need is more relationship, more connection, more mm-hmm. abiding from the Father. Um, at least that's what we see as we kind of create space week after week to watch this happen. It's yeah. it's amazing um, when you lead a church or an organization and and a family. You know, there's just always something that someone needs from you. And uh, what a beautiful thing when we take some time and just get to be in relationship with one another, with the father and with each other. So I guess personally, that's what I would say is probably more relationship, more connection.
1: Yeah. Kind of time to process, you know, what the season's been and, and how does... You know, scripture and culture and all of that intersect and that and that happens in relationship. I I totally agree. I've been feeling that we don't need more information. We need to let what we've received transform our lives and do something about what we're reading. So that's
0: powerful. That's right.
1: I love that. So um is there a particular passage or scripture that you're just rooted in and living out right now? Um, mm-hmm. so how's God speaking to you about, you said, abiding and rest? Yeah, I, I think for me, I'm. you know,
2: we've just moved last week. <laughs> we've been in Wyoming for a full week now. And so I'm really in some transitional passages. Um, Psalm 84, just going from strength to strength, letting the last season, the last valley, um, yeah, become a source for me. And then, you know, right before I left, I just got the passion translation um, and I got the book of Joshua Judges and Ruth. So I've just been in Joshua. It's called The Courage to Conquer is how he puts it. And um, yeah, you know, we've been looking at the spies in the land and Mm -hmm. now it's time to occupy. And so I've just been making my way through joshua and then you know of course just recalling um just the sweet promises the verses the lord's lord's been given me before and just being able to remind and remember those things uh, to stir up my own spirit yeah and have expectation
0: i love that who are you learning from right now (laughs)
2: that's good um you know what you guys I would really love to say with the the wonderful leaders we get to be around every week I would love to say it's them um but it really is probably our staff it's full of 20 somethings and um we meet together every morning for 45 minutes before we start the day and we just Mm. I get to hear their heart and Mm. their expression and what God's teaching them and then we um we eat family meals together every night, Monday through Friday, and um, honestly, they're the they're the people I'm the round the most. And and I love a good podcast. I love, um, of course, of course, Thrive. <laughs> I love a good <laughs> mom podcast. I love listening to teachers, preachers. that really enjoy, you know, some of Graham Cook's soaking sessions in the morning. But truly, in in this season, I think who I'm going to learn the most from are these college age people right beside me. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: It's a good crew. I yeah. Love that. I, love that.
1: <laughs> I was, I was kind of thinking of the question Angie asked earlier, but, You know, not everyone can obviously go to the refuge or a place like that to receive that kind of pouring into. That's right. But what are some ways even around us, wherever we're at, that we can maybe creatively in this season find that source? That Mm -hmm. getaway, that to recover that rest. You know, Jesus went in, you know, got in his boat and went to the other side. Maybe it's getting in our cars and going somewhere, you know. Absolutely. What are some just ideas for that to create an opportunity?
2: I think that's good. I I think, yeah, we got to work with what we have. And you're right, not everyone. Um, gets to set out a a chunk of time or a week Mm. at a time. But I think it is just creating the margin. It's going for a walk. It's, you know, setting our alarms and waking up early. It's, you know, sometimes we just have 15 minutes and maybe it's just we set the alarm on our phone and and then we set the phone aside and for 15 minutes we get to just kind of reflect and, and ask the father to speak. And, um, maybe it's a dinner out with some girlfriends. Maybe it's, uh, just an overnight getaway at a hotel. You know, I, I, I think it looks different on everyone, but I really think it's just about creating margin, penciling it into our calendar. Um, because if we don't take some action, of course, it's just going to be a good idea that just remains a good idea. And, um, it's so important. Yeah. To get away.
0: For sure. Well, we can't get away to Wyoming yet. So <laughs> <laughs> we need we'll make our way. We'll make our way. Hey, as we as we wrap up, I mean, we could chat for a long time, I'm sure. But uh, what would you uh what what's your encouragement to those that are listening, Deanne? Anything anything you wanna say um to those that would be listening today, but just a word of encouragement or whatever's mm, on your heart.
2: That's good. I, I think you know, just, oh gosh, just to stay close to Jesus this season, you know, to, to really let him be enough for you. I think that if we're not close to him, we're not connecting with him, then anything we do, the works we do on his behalf, you know, what we do for him will ultimately leave us empty and worn. And, um, you know, that's not the message of the kingdom. It's not the expression God gave us to steward. And it really is when we're filled up. Uh, then our life is an overflow of what he's doing. And when we're in overflow, then other people are going to be touched, you know, they're going to get wet. And I I think that's how we keep confetti in our pockets for others too. It really is our connection, our abiding in him. And we need his input, uh, his spirit in us so that we can have an expression of output. And honestly, I think that ministry being with people, that's not draining. That Mm -hmm. feels exciting. And, um, that's what I would say. I think, you know, there's a lot of stories I could probably pull from, but just the thing in my heart right now is just, is just to keep our connection that we would be so closely connected to him in this season. Yeah.
0: Okay. If people want to find you and find info on refuge or the book, where's the best place to do that?
2: Oh, thank you. Okay. So, well, you can find us refugefoundation.org. We work through hosts, but you can have any information and you can um, do any kind of signups there. Um, I've got a blog, DeanneCarpenter.com. It's awesome. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Angie. I'll be um, posting some things about the book on there. You guys, my Insta handle, I would like to... Is it Deanne.carpenter? I honestly don't even know. I've had to reset it a couple times. Like I forget my <laughs> password. It doesn't let me in. I am the I least technological technology savvy <laughs> person. So um, I might have to circle back to no, that it's one. Angie. Deanne,
0: <laughs> no, it is. It's Deanne.carpenter. Carp, I just looked.
2: <laughs> oh man. You're the best.
0: Well, we're so excited for the book. And just, yeah, thanks for the way you guys are leading what's right in front of you and you're having a huge impact and
2: oh thanks for having me guys I appreciate it and Lisa we can't wait to see you at refuge sometime this season oh
1: (laughs) you know it Deanne it is I've got at least six friends working for me (laughs) different groups so I might even be there six times yeah she's moving in actually hey Deanne real quick just kind of a final thought I wanted to share just kind of came to mind but you know just the fact that you came to Christ through Young Life and and just have that heart for evangelism, I'm sure that you've had for your whole life. I just want you to know that God has continued that because I think when the church is well and leaders are well yeah. and they're leading from that place, that's the impact that we're going to have to reach mm. people who don't know Christ, the hope of the that's world. Right. And so, you know, sometimes God moves us in and out of the church, but what you're doing is... Building the kingdom of God because healthy right. leaders, healthy Christians equals healthy church, and the hope of the world is a church, and they will know that's right. we are Christians by our love. And so I just mm-hmm. wanted to affirm that evangelistic spirit oh, and, and see that. That's good. The, Thanks, so, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah, oh, you guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed that lovely conversation with Deanne. She is an instant friend and just has a beautiful way of, I think, giving permission mm. to any of us who are coming out of a busy season, whether you're a mom or a ministry leader or, you know, working a, a, a busy job right now, a student working hard. I think that just just that permission to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others And I love just that reminder. It seems so basic, but just abiding in Christ, Mm -hmm. just reminding us to draw from the Lord. And it's so easy, I think, to draw from other people or Mm -hmm. draw from other things. It all seemed very spiritual and good. But she just said, you know what? Here's the deal. You just need to be with Jesus right now. Mm -hmm. And he's got a lot that he wants to fill your tank and, and build back that margin that may be missing right now. I know for me, I needed to hear that. So what about you, Ange? Yeah,
0: Um, I loved talking with her. I think anytime I have a conversation with Deanne, I feel, I just feel lighter. Like I think she's um, just super encouraging and helps hold the mirror up for you just to reflect back, um, you know keep doing, keep going. You're doing a good job, you know, doing the work God has in front of you. So I just, I'm excited for her to see where this book goes. And I'm really excited to read it, excited for her to put that more formally out into the world and I know she's just editing it now, but I'm ready. I'm ready to read
1: it. You know, I think we need to put confetti in our pocket yeah. and just start throwing it around people.
0: I mean, it is kids' camp week. We probably have yeah. confetti in our pocket. You're pockets. an
1: amazing small group leader. Woo! <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. Watch right. out. We're gonna start throwing confetti before the book's out. But like Deanne said, you can find her on Instagram. Um, You can find more info about Refuge online as well. Um, It's amazing, an amazing ministry that they have and that they're doing. But thanks for listening today. Hope your summer is going great. Uh, Next week, we have a conversation with Lisa Turkhurst that we're excited about and you don't want to miss it. Um, And then we've been telling you, July's going to look a little different. So you're going to want to make sure you still subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes we have coming up. You guys are awesome. Have a great week.